Welcome to the family with... Oh, Dave, you're muted. Where's Dave? There, now you're not muted. Oh. Okay, okay. we'll start over. You ready? All right. Yeah. Welcome to the family with... Dave Schrader. And Andy Brampernard. We'll be right back right after this. Kick off hour two. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out... The all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to schmooze a little entertainment, some uh, movies, some TV shows. Andy, uh, I'd like you to jump in on this one, too. Dave's got some. i got some. I'd like well, to hear from you what you're watching. We have the Albuquerque update from Charlie. Hey, the Tom. Albuquerque update. Well, you were just well, talking were... about a stabbing spree, apparently. So. Oh, God. Yeah, Charlie. well, I just wanted to let you know I was not one of the victims, so that's a good thing. Right, it is a good thing. What's going on? Well, it's just, it, it's our county. It, it's ridiculous the kind of leadership we have down here. Um, I'm spe- I don't really watch or listen to news except on the radio for five minutes every hour or so. Uh, right. That's my choice. I can't stand any more than that. So uh, I speculate there's some mental illness there. I think, don't think you could get beyond that. Um but uh, this is how it's kind of playing out so far. Uh, two of the people that were stabbed were critical. They're now stable, so that's good. That's good. Um, and he's been charged not with attempted murder, but with aggravated battery. 
What? Mm, With a knife. If you can believe that. That's pretty ridiculous. Well, those people were pretty aggravated for getting stabbed. (laughs) Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the judges down here, it's like a revolving door, you know. Uh, Criminals have no fear. It's like that everywhere. Well, yeah, I I certainly believe that. Unfortunately. uh, It's certainly relevant here. So... Anyway, that's what I'm dealing with, but uh, that's why I never leave my house except to go to the office and back. So, so Charlie, is that the guy who stabbed 11 people on the bike? On the... Yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that was what you were talking about. Just The guy yeah. just rode his bike and stabbed as many people as he could. Is that correct? Well, yeah, and I, I guess he would ask people for money or for a cigarette or something. And when they refused or told them to take a hike, that's when he went ballistic. So. Ah, I see. Unbelievable. So, yeah, some sort of thing. very yeah, bad mental really. illness and or drugs. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. You can count probably on Probably a combination. But yeah. you are safe. Yeah. You're, you personally are safe, so that's the good news. That's all good, yes. Everything's good with me. I'm glad so. to hear that well. I don't know what we're going to do, Charlie. Like I said, I can't even watch the news anymore because all they do on the news is lie. And the fact that these people think that you can do whatever you want. Aggra- what was it? Aggravated battery? Aggravated is that what you assault said? and battery, yeah. Oh, yes. God. Yeah, aggravated battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting stabbed now is... Uh, is ag- okay, let's stop that ringing. Derp, derp, derp. Thank you. <laughs> Tom's starting yeah, to rave. And I, uh, I'll, I'll keep yeah. an eye on it and let you know what happens. But I, I would not be surprised if this guy was released back on the streets within a week. Yep. I, 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 I going would not right be now. <sighs> Well, yeah, keep an eye on it, Charlie, and watch your back, man. You betcha. Thank you. Thanks for the All call, right. Charlie. Have oh, a good day, sir. Hey, oh, yeah. You, you bet. Bye. Thanks. Bye. One great guy. He was in Nashville with us this uh, this year with uh, Doc. Charlie came down, had a great time. But a guy riding his bike, if you haven't heard this, in Albuquerque, Riding his bike stabbed 11 people, and he's going to probably be released to go walk the streets. I, I, what do you think? What has to happen? I don't get it. You know, it, we are in a sad state of affairs uh, here in America because of mental health issues mm-hmm. and yep. people fearful for reaching out to get help because there is, you know, they can be penalized in many ways. Um, you know, I've I've uh, been open about my depression and anxiety on my show for 16 years and mm-hmm. talk about battling it because I wanted people to see, look, I was 16 when I first tried to commit suicide and I, didn't know that. I, I, I survived and I'm here and look at all the cool shit I would have missed had I checked out and, you know, I can I can battle back these demons. So a lot of people have felt that connection. They're like, God, if you can do this, I can do this. Let's, you know, right. so I've always been open about it, but I've also had. Um, production companies that have told me, hey, you want to go clean your Twitter and Facebook feed and stop talking about fighting depression and anxiety. What? Um, because, you know, that that won't look good for your credibility. And I'm like, well, then I don't need to be on that show, I mm-hmm. guess, because uh, I'm going to I'm going to keep using my forum. And, you know, this is where celebrities, real celebrities, I can understand their position of wanting to speak up for things that they're passionate about. But I know suicide now. We've all been touched by it in our lives. So having that aspect of my life open to people, I want them to know, hey, it it hits everybody. And you can get through it. I've gotten through it. You know, I would have missed out on 
the radio show and traveling and all my amazing kids and all of the fantastic things that have happened in life doesn't mean that I still don't battle it. And that's the crazy thing with depression and anxiety. You can have everything going for you and you still feel like you're alone. And, and you know, I, I don't even know if I want to be here anymore. And there are people that are fearful of going forward to talk about that. Or they have, and the medications that they're given, they're not being monitored, monitored properly. And, um, you know, if they stop taking it, there's nobody there to hold them accountable. So it's, it's you know, we're just in a, in a bad place. And people feel the need to lash out. Uh, and, and sometimes that's just to be heard, just to be seen. And rationale goes out the window for people that are in those fugue states because all they want is someone to notice someone to hear or they want somebody to feel the pain they're feeling and i'm not by any means i'm not siding with this guy that that did these attacks nor with anybody that's done that but i understand it gives you a different perspective and an insight into why they are reacting this way it's not right at all uh but you know i i don't know that there's ever going to be a right answer. And these last two years have been stress-filled for everybody. And mm-hmm. people that were already teetering on that thin ice, that ice is cracking and they're going under. Yeah, they, they really went. And it doesn't help when, you know, you tune. One thing that I will tell you, and, and you probably get the same kind of thing on this show and on the morning show. Uh, I just won't cover it anymore. I, I won't cover I'll cover the big stories, but I'm not going to cover any of this stuff because it's all lies. That's all people do now is lie. Whether it's Democrats, it's Republicans, it's, it's, it's you know, businesses, it's – people are disgusting right now. They will lie about – look, I right now uh, am around a person a lot. Well, I'm not around them a lot, but I, you know, there's – I don't really want to say who it is. I don't like. I, well, I said on the air this morning. I showed them a picture of the truth, and they didn't recognize it. I mean, this person never tells the truth. It's always embellished, and more than that, it's a lie that protects them. They they lie to protect themselves, and and how they think that nobody knows they're lying, I don't get. Um, the world is not great right now. It's just not. So you know, maybe, like you said, all the things you talked about, whether it's your job, your family. Your wife, your kids, uh, the whole deal. That's all I care about right now. I, I, I just I go to work and I hang around with my family and that's what I want to do, right? But what, what we're facing now is a world where we're shown that lies are how you have to live. And I know that yeah. sounds like a yeah, cop-out, but listen, you're, you're a radio show host. If you're not bringing in numbers, Tom, you're gone, right? So... There's all of these news channels vying for attention. When we grew up, we had two or three news channels, right? ABC, NBC, CBS. That's it. You had your favorites, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. You had your favorite newscasters, and that's who you tuned into every night. And now there's 200 options, and everybody has to have something to draw you in. What's the salacious nature, you know? So I'm going to take the effect that this is all conspiratorial. Tom's going to take the effect that he thinks it's, uh, you know, it's it's big pharma. And Andy's going to take the take that he thinks that, uh, you know, it's, it's this. So that we all have something different to bring to the table, to seem mm-hmm. relevant and important and grab the attention. If it bleeds, it leads is now more than ever a big part of the news. And they're willing yeah. to... Uh, 
report half truths and quarter truths with the idea that we can always apologize for it or correct it later. But we have to keep this thing, this machine going for 24 hours. And they want answers on what the shooting means or what this accident was or why that person drove up on the sidewalk. So let's talk to four different psychiatrists about what this means. And just so that you, you are the one with content, we have become a content driven world. Yep. You know, everybody's worried about you know, I got, I got to create more content for social media. I've got to create content for this, create content for that. Andy Warhol's theory that we'll all have 15 minutes of fame has come to a nightmare conclusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah, you're right about that. There's no, and there's no everybody question. wants to be heard now because social media, and social media is not the, the bad guy here. It, it really could have been something fantastic because it is a way to bridge the world. Remember mm-hmm. ham radios? You, you'd have to get a special license and you'd talk on ham radios and you could connect with people in Australia and Japan and, and Paraguay and all of these amazing places. And now I can do it that quick with just a typing and, and a send. And now not only do I get that person, but whatever I post, I suddenly get 1,500 likes from people all around the world. Right. And suddenly, oh, my... My thoughts are important. And yeah, good point. what I have yeah, to say is important. And now we feel that that means everything we say is important. And people have lost that sense of self-editing, right? Like that, that guy that came up to you, hey, Tom, I don't listen to your show. You know, there's no self-edit anymore because on social media, we can just type what we want and say what we want because nobody's going to punch us in the mouth. Right. Isn't that what well, Mike Tyson? True, yeah. Mike Tyson's comment was uh, something about, you know, sometimes people just need a punch in the mouth so they realize their place in, in the world. Right. Yeah, and it, yep. you can't talk to people like that. You can't treat people like that. I think a lot of kids are in for a very rude awakening when they go into the real world and realize they can't mouth off to their uh, their bosses. But maybe they can because the world is so woke. Well, we have to listen to her or him because they're this person or that person. And, well, if they're having a mental breakdown, we can't fire them because of that. We can't fire them because of this. We can't. So maybe the world is just going to keep spiraling down the toilet till something changes. And I don't know what that something is right now, but people have lost a lot of decorum and empathy oh, and, yeah. and true caring. And I'm not saying everybody has, but the same no, no, people that will... That same people that will ask me for prayer and healing requests on my social media are the same ones that are bashing somebody that doesn't like what they say, you know, or, or <laughs> they don't agree. And it's kind of like, man, that's, you know, it, we're in such a weird world. The empathy is there, but it's hidden. It's scabbed over by, I need to be heard. You need to hear what I have to say, because what I have to say is even more important than what you have to say. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I am much more important than my opinion is much more important than yours. Oh, okay. And they don't have to qualify it either. There's no qualification for me being more important than you. It just right. it is. It, it is what it is. And everybody's hey, anger on. quotient. You know, it's like oh. <laughs> it's like in that Avengers movie when when uh, they need the Hulk and and they're like, "You're just going to turn into it, don't you?" Have to get angry, and he turns and says, "Hey, the trick is, I'm always angry." Yeah, right? And that's everybody's <laughs> simmering, right? Everybody's yeah. simmering. Yeah. It's just how you let it out. And this poor guy went out. And again, I know it sounds horrible by me saying this poor guy because he attacked people. But I'm sure there's something horribly mentally wrong with this fella. And he went out just wanting to be heard or seen or and and had somebody in his life given a shit. Maybe he wouldn't be in this position. You know, it's so amazing you brought that up, that whole thing about you get ratings or you're gone. I have a friend, not in this, they're not in this market, 
But I have a friend in radio, uh, got a new general manager, hired a new program director, you know, that, the, the usual deal. And for two years, for two years, this guy's been telling me, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They've changed everything. I don't like it. I, I asked him, you know, calm down. He had a little edge to him because he was getting kind of pissed off about the whole deal. Uh, he did not like the, 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 the direction they took his show and the radio station and all the rest of it. Uh, the ratings went down and they fired him. So you changed everything. It didn't work. So you fire him. I mean, what yeah. the hell is that? Right. Well, you know, that's the problem with a lot of business. You know, I was in the coin business for a number of years and, you know, we're given in sales, you're given a quotient. You have to sell this right. much, you know, right. your, your quota this month mm-hmm. is, is $15,000. Well, my goal, I was hitting my goal every month. And then one month, I hit 45,000 in sales and everybody was ecstatic. And the next month Uh-oh. I hit eight, I hit 18,000 in sales and I got pulled into the manager's office and told, <laughs> well, if your production's going to wane like this, we're going to give the seat to somebody else. And I said, well, my goal on the board says 15,000. I sold 18,000. So I'm 3000 over. But last month you sold 45,000. I said, last month we released three major coin series that were yeah. part two, part four, part six of different series. So people bought them because they were already knee deep into these collections. And they're like, listen, we don't want excuses. You're supposed to be. And I'm like, this isn't an excuse. That's what we I'm had, saying. Th- those were no-brainer sales, and I'm still on task, and I've beat my goal by three grand. How about we celebrate that instead of pulling me in and, and putting me on the hot spot? But that's how people, you're, you're nothing but an ass and a seat and, yep. and money for companies, and that's all they see. And, you know, there's been a lot of radio personalities that have suffered because what used to be good about morning radio and afternoon drive was the conversation, the personalities that were allowed to come out. Now everything is shaped into those three minute or four minute bites. Yep. yep. And you've got to do this and that boom. And then you're out. And I think your show is one of the last bastions of longer interviews and, and not feeling like on the KQ morning show, like you have to be, you know, you get three minutes to talk Tom, and then we need, you know, we need a cream song and then you come back and yeah. you get two minutes to talk. And then, you know, we're going to go into three back to back tunes. So a lot of these hosts, suddenly people stop tuning in because the personalities aren't shining and it's the music, which I can hear on Spotify or on Amazon music. Right. I listen because I want the personality. And then they punish these poor people because they've changed the way that people listen to radio and then wonder why nobody's listening to radio anymore. Well, it's your fault that they're not. It's not my fault. It's your fault. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, Whatever. well, if you were more engaging in those three minutes. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's true. Yeah, that no, is what they say. We have Paulie back. Hopefully he's in a better mood now. Paul, you crab ass. What's up? <laughs> Uh, better mood. Um, uh, I'm still kind of in a bad mood, but um, I want to give the update on what all that crashing noise was that was happening outside my window. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Um, my neighbor lady. Um, her name was Una. Uh, she was ninety. I think ninety-three years old. She died mm. about a month ago. Oh. And um, so I live in an apartment building here. And um, her kids came out. She she was a she was from France. Um, so and her kids are really local, and they mm-hmm. came up and got rid of most of her stuff. And then that crashing noise you heard was the people that own the apartment complex apparently mm-hmm. were throwing her 
stuff off the second floor balcony. Why? Um, like the, the stuff that she had left. And, um, yeah, they were just tossing it out there. Bam, 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 crash. Mm. I was like, what the hell? What is that? That's where the F word came from. And I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I went out That's and I take a picture of these guys. I was going to take a picture of these guys and say, you, you know, did you ever know Una? I mean, that's your stuff. What are you doing? Yeah, that's got to um, be tough for you as her neighbor to see out. them do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She would, um, I, when I first moved in here, um, I saw the ambulance come, and she would, um, she'd fall sometimes. She'd take it up. Mm-hmm. And um, my girlfriend, Heather, um, is a CNA, and we'd go out there and like, help her you know, get up and put her on a chair or whatever and all this, you know, things like that. And, um, man, it just broke my fucking heart. Yeah. No, I understand. Well, you think they could at least try to, like, sell the stuff rather than just chuck it out the window? Well, they they took all the good stuff and put it in a truck and drove off with that. Oh, of course. Um, Of course. But they weren't, they, I mean, I met her son and everything else. And, you know, you remember Mr. Rogers? Andy probably does. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, Loved it. And, and, the meal, and the mailman would come up. Um, we, have, we have a mailman here like that that would bring Luna her mail oh. um, every every Saturday. And then that's when, you know, we go and read them and this and that. And then, um, um, Right after she died, he, he didn't know that she had passed away. And um, he just knocked on her door, and I, you know, went across the hall and said, hey, she passed. And um, it was kind of like a Mr. Rogers moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, was, it, was, it was so sad. I had to tell him that, that she had died. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he saw. And then... Then after that, she was such a wonderful lady that he I see these people throwing throwing things off the window, yeah, you know, man. out the patio. That'd be I mean, tough to was, watch. It's probably well. I, I mean, I was sitting here talking to you guys. I hear all this crashing. I was like, "What the f word is that?" <laughs> and um, that's what it was. Um, they were just willy nilly throwing their things off the window. There you have it. All right, Paulie, we got to take a break, but I, I appreciate you calling back, man. I'm glad you're in a better mood. Yeah, a better mood. Uh, <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah better right. mood. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, isn't that man? There you have it. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. We're going to talk. We're going to talk some TV, some movies, some whatever. Let's talk a little entertainment. Hopefully we can cheer ourselves up. What do you think? That'd be good. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Hey, man. We'll be right back right after this. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. 
And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener's Special Square, check out this flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. It won't be around for long. There are also deep discounts on all other MyPillow products, too. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, or call 800-516-5146 for these great radio specials. You know, there's a perfect example of what we were talking about earlier. Loving your job, your family, you know, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, all the rest of it. There's a man that had everything and died at 42 years old. I mean, think about that. The guy had the greatest life, the talent. He was handsome. He was rich. He was famous. He was, I mean, he had it all. And it didn't matter. Humans that cannot handle being elevated to godhood status. It's not natural. That's true. That is true. Well, he also was self-prophesizing. Because if you remember, he kept saying he was going to die at the same age as his mother, 42. A lot of people yeah, do that, did. yeah. And, and when you put that out to the universe, and mm-hmm. then you go out of your way to take every drug and booze, and, and you're, you're trying to self-actualize that prophecy, I, you know... It is a shame. It's a shame, but that shows you the power of words and intention, how it can actually set you in motion to achieve even horrible goals. Yeah, it almost feels like they want to die early for whatever reason. Well, it's got to be, you know, there's that great comment um, that the Elvis and the Beatles never got to live in a world where there was an Elvis and a Beatles. Yeah, that's right. Right? I mean, it was Frank Sinatra before Elvis, but there was not the same kind of fervor and insanity that there was for um, Elvis. And then the Beatles came along and they had their Elvis, but they never had their Beatles. There was nobody that ever lived up to that hype. So it's kind of weird. And and you get that kind of, I, I would guess, that strange sense of disconnect where you feel like you just don't know where you belong because all of it feels like it's going to go away. And I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, Tim, or Tom, Tim, Tom, whatever your name is. It's nice Timmy. working with you. Yeah. Hello, Timmy. Um, Great to talk to you. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I have something that I deal with called the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people um, do in their jobs. And, you know, it's just that feeling of, I don't, I shouldn't be here. When are people going to realize I should not be hosting a radio show? I should not be, you know, on a TV show. What am I doing here? And you get that feeling and it sometimes self-sabotages you because you're so 
worried that somebody's going to realize what a fake and a fraud you are. Even though you believe in it, you love it, and you're doing what you want to do, you just feel like I. I don't know if I deserve this. I don't. I don't think I should be here. There's actually and it's a weird sense. There's a very easy cure for imposter syndrome. What's that? Uh, so first, you want to hire a contractor to do any work. Right. Look at the bill, and then look uh, at the work uh, that they did. Right. And realize that okay, I just spent you know how many thousands of dollars for something that got half done, and this is considered to be normal work. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, pretty much everyone on Earth is an imposter. Is the thing. No one is yeah. actually – it's very rare for someone to be very, very, very good at what they do, unfortunately. Well, even But even when you are, see, it's not that I feel like I'm not very, very good at what I do. You still feel like I don't belong here. It's a, it's a weird deal, and it's, people yeah. can look it up, imposter syndrome, and it might make you feel better to realize you're not nuts that you feel this way, uh, but to look it up. But, yeah, Elvis, man, the guy had – you'd think he had everything, but – Yep. Did he when he was when he died? I think his money was down to very little. Priscilla Presley. It was yeah. Yep. Turned everything around. Which again, when people talked about did Elvis fake his death? His record sales went through the roof. His marketing went through the mm-hmm. roof. Everybody was spending millions. So if there was somebody who was going to fake their death, that would be a good re- reason to fake your death is to uh, reap the rewards of multiple sales and and everything along those lines. It's a strange concept that would somebody really do that but when you live in a world where you can't even go take your kid to disney because right you'll be mobbed you have to rent out disney at night to take your daughter you know i mean that seems like what kind of world is that to live in either you're insular right you're the most famous person in the world and you probably feel the most lonely Mm -hmm. oh i think it's absolutely yeah it's funny you bring that up because we were just talking about that uh it was either earlier this week or last week that the only bumpy, bumpy place in the road for Catherine. Now, Catherine and I have been together 41 years, and the only time it got very, very bumpy is the ratings came out, and the KQ Morning Show was the highest-rated morning show in America. And it got to me so because the first thing you think is, well, how am I going to stay here? What am I going to do now? What, what should I do now? Because I can't stay here. I can't have a 30 share for the rest of my life. Nobody else does. Right. It drives you insane. It absolutely yeah. would drive you insane if you let it. No doubt. So you're right yeah. about that. Very weird. And and that you you know people sit there. Oh well, he had it all and he blew it all. Well, you know, there's also a lot of these sports figures that we mock and make fun of because they piss everything away. But right. most of them came from nothing. Yep. And then they wanted to buy everything for everybody they loved and cared for, and they That's they true. wanted to support people in their group. And then we think they're an idiot for doing that. And you know, the, the heart was in the right place a lot of times. And that's what Elvis did, right? He was such a dirt poor guy. He bought cars. Man, you made a difference in my life today. Here's a new car. You know, <laughs> that's just, that doesn't no. happen. Yeah, in the he wasn't world. great with money. No, no, no. Most, uh, most uh, famous people aren't because they're, they, they've never had it to deal with it. Yep. Once they get it, you start to, it's like, that's why they switched over to tokens at uh, casinos, you know, and, and, those little plastic cards you plug in because it's not real money. There's no attachment to it, but there is, if I have to reach in my pocket and plug another $10 bill in or grab those handful of silver dollars, but I'm going to give you these pretty little plastic poker chips that you can put out on the table. There's no, no sense of, of 
attachment to those things. Well, and that's then, how things you know, are. I mean, you have kids. I don't know if uh, you've had any of the microtransaction hell experiences, but you're probably aware of them. <laughs> uh, for these free games for your phone where you can play them, but then eventually you'll reach a point where your your character isn't strong enough to continue or whatever. Oh, right. but if you just uh, just give us $5 and we'll give you a bunch of rare items and your character will be stronger mm-hmm. and you can play again. But then you hit another wall and, oh, well, uh, if you just give us $10, we'll give you some <laughs> ultra rare items to make your character even stronger. Oh, and it literally, Dude. people can literally spend tens of thousands of dollars on these games because it's exponential. It There is right. no, like, last boss. You just keep finding stronger and stronger things that require more and more resources <laughs> to beat, and it never, ever ends. See, we are so, we need entertainment. That's our problem. Yeah, we, we do. Yep. We're so afraid of being alone and being creative. Uh, it, it really does break my heart. If I, you know, I used to send my kids outside, go out and play. I don't want to. It's too hot. And then they would go out and literally, they look like deer, baby deer looking for their parents. They, they'd stand in a group and just look <laughs> around. Like, I'm like, grab a stick and pretend to shoot each other. You know, run around. Cowboys and Indians, ba- good guys and bad guys. And folks before you get mad when i was a kid that's what we played before everybody yep. became much more aware and we started to actually robbers, be educated which is yeah. also bad now yeah so it's you you would get out there and we would engage man i would get up at the crack of dawn well eight o'clock nine o'clock have some breakfast and i'd go out and my parents wouldn't see me until dinner time and then you'd go out until the street lights came on and then it was time to come home uh but kids just today most of them don't have that they don't have that imagination gene anymore. And we got to, we got to help get that back for kids because it's such a shame. My son is really good with that. Uh, My oldest son with his kids, he engages with them. They're creative. They go out and do things. And I see a lot of the mistakes I made allowing TV to babysit my kids while I was doing things um, or, or tablets and such. But my son saw the mistakes I made, which is what we all hope for in our children, that they're going to, they're going to learn and improve upon what we've done as parents. And he's really done some amazing things with his kids. So there, uh, there's hope that there's going to be engagement again in that imagination. So, but with that said, Tom, how did you like the Sopranos commercial during <laughs> the Super Bowl? I didn't see it. No. Oh, it was great. They did the, you know, the, the, heard, your yeah. theme song. Uh, Meadows driving a brand new Chevy and she's driving through all it's the exact shot for shot of the opening of the Sopranos and then she instead of turning right to go to the house she goes left and ends up at some bar and she meets AJ in the parking lot and it was just oh I loved it it was great that's what I heard I heard it was a really good spot yeah I did uh, I did watch the Super Bowl though I, I didn't know I was going to watch the Super Bowl but I did uh, <laughs> I thought it was an okay game it wasn't all that well played I think there were some no. Interesting plays, but I thought it was kind of a boring game to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I, uh, I go to Vegas every year with my dad and son to watch Super Bowl. Oh, okay. and uh, yeah, this game was there. Were just there was no oomph to it throughout the entire no. game. There was no nobody you're really rooting for. It was nice to see Stafford win because it proved yeah. that he belongs in the NFL. You you get stuck with the Detroit Lions, and you're stuck in that place for you know, 10, 12, 14 years, you're never going to get that title, right? That's got to be brutal for whoever gets picked up. You know, you're the top guy in the draft and you always go to the crappiest team, which is a weird dichotomy, but, uh, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's Burrow's going to be good too. Yeah. That Burrow's going to be a good player, man. Yeah. He seemed to, so yeah, watching the quarterbacks was a lot of fun. Some of the wide receivers, you know, that kind of stuff. 
Uh, I I only liked a couple of the commercials. Uh, I didn't see. I did not see the Sopranos one. But uh, yeah, I wasn't all that impressed with it. It was not a bad Super Bowl. I'm not not saying oh, it sucked. It didn't suck. Right. It just wasn't that great either. Well, it was better than the one what two three years ago that was all field goals. Oh yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah. So, uh, but while I was in Vegas, I I flew out there, flew back. I had a chance to catch up on two movies that uh, I missed out on, and that's what I was going to talk to you about. Uh, you know, being Loved a paranormal guy. I love horror movies. I love movies that have a, a paranormal thematic touch to them. And the first movie I watched was Last Night in Soho. And right. the, the commercials looked interesting to me. It looked almost like it was going to be a reincarnation movie, like this girl living in present day yeah. was visiting yeah. England and she was seeing a past life. It is a, it's a really cool psychological thriller, but it takes a little time to build up. I know you said you got about 10, 15 minutes into it. It's a slow build, but once it starts, it's a thrill ride. It's really well done. There's some great acting in it. Um, you know, the, the cast is good. The story is good. There's some surprise twists and turns throughout the movie. Um, I really liked it. I Honestly, out of five stars, I would give this a solid four to four and a half stars for Last Night in Soho. It's a mind-bending paranormal psychological trip. Yeah, I think Catherine liked it. Catherine watched it. I think she liked it. Yeah. If I recall. And the woman from Queen's Gambit is in it too, right? Right, yeah. She's kind of the co-lead. Um, she's right. the one yeah. that the girl seems to feel like she's connected to. But it's it's fascinating. And then the second movie I saw was one I didn't want to go see in the theaters. I was in a rush to see it because it sounded cheesy and corny. It was a movie called right. Antlers. Antlers. And I'm like, oh, God, what is this, a killer reindeer and uh, I, I literally <laughs> right. had no expectations, and I really liked it. It was a dark psychological movie. It was a monster movie. I won't tell you what it was. I would encourage people, don't watch the trailer. It does nothing to sell the movie, and don't read about it. Just watch it. But it is really an, an interesting movie and kind of taps a little bit on what we were talking about today, how people don't really take care of each other anymore. There's nobody there to hold each other accountable and be a good neighbor, a good relative, a good friend that that's all kind of gone out the window. And you realize that through this movie that, you know, there are people we lose in the world because we just stop keeping in touch or we stop caring. You know, you can hear it in the news all the time. These, these, you know, this house has been alone, but the woman had all of her bills on auto pay and she had enough money coming in and automatic deposits being put into her account every month. And then we realized she died four years ago in the house when somebody right. finally goes and does a wellness check and they realize this person's dead because, and that's heartbreaking, isn't it? To think, wait, four years, nobody thought to come look for this person. Right. No, you're absolutely right. You know, so Antlers you was another oh, yeah. good, dark psychological horror thriller uh there's not a whole lot of major actors in it uh carrie russell is the main actress and that's about it and then the the kind of heavy set redheaded kid from breaking bad um like the last seasons he's in it i don't even know his name uh i feel bad but he was really good in the movie but it's it's it'll take you around the wheel i would say and i gave that a good solid four stars as well so antlers and last night in soho Check them out, folks. I think you're going to love them. If you're looking for something different and off the beaten track, these are really great little movies. You got it, but both of them are a little slow because they're developing and they're trying to keep you guessing as to what's going on. And I think both do a really good job. 
We'll give it a whirl. No doubt about it. Um, antlers has a really weird logo. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of antlers. <laughs> That's what yep. it is. Yeah, it's, is, uh, it's weird. And the, it's, it's a fascinating new story, which I give credit to. You know, like last night in Soho, I can understand your trepidation because it's a little slow. But my God, thank you for last night in Soho. And thank you for antlers because it's not, okay, Scream 18. And the reboot of Halloween and the reboot of uh, right, Texas right. Chainsaw Massacre. And, you know, it's like, God, I love that there are people thinking outside the box and they're coming up with new concepts and that somebody's putting it together besides Blumhouse. They've been really good at creating new genres and new horror movies. But I'm, I was glad to see both of these movies. I thought they were really well done. Um, and I just in the fact that if you think of it that way and watch both of them, Tom, the originality and ingenuity in both is great. All right. We'll give it a whirl. How about TV series? You've been watching any TV series? Uh, or streaming what, I, series, I guess, what they are now. They just came back. I'm, I'm a horror guy. They just came back with um, this weekend is the brand new The Walking Dead in their final season. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, and being a, a member of AMC+, Plus, we get to watch it a week in advance. So it was cool to watch that come back. Uh, but again, here's the problem a lot of these TV shows have. I kind of miss the 26-episode season yeah. yep. of a series. Now they're doing like 13 episodes, which again is fine. But then when there's a year to sometimes a year and a half in between those seasons, A, you forget part of the plot lines because you've tried to entertain yep. yourself with 100 other things. But Quite B, true. I, I've stopped caring about the characters mm-hmm. because I've already moved on to 14 other shows. So I think that they're losing. That's why their luster has gone off the penny for for Walking Dead and some of these other shows. It's like people kept telling me, you got to watch Sopranos. Man, if you love The Godfather, and I'm like, I don't want to watch a Godfather TV series. And I finally sat down and fell in love with it. And then that was the one season I burned through them, and I get to it, and that's the one season when they were off for almost two years between the series. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, what the hell? And the same thing happened with Dexter, and the same thing happened with Breaking Bad. They, they had mm-hmm. short seasons or, or huge breaks, and it just cripples me. So a lot of these shows, I avoid until they have wrapped up, and then I go watch yeah. them, which the binge-watching is the way to go. And unfortunately, though, that's what kills your favorite TV shows. Did you know that just because you DVR'd it and watched it six months from now, it doesn't matter. If you don't watch no. that DVR'd version in the next three to five days, mm-hmm. it doesn't count towards overall ratings. Right. So you think, God, I've watched every episode. Everybody I know watches this. Yeah, but you all record six episodes, then binge-watch them. And they got no ratings for those six episodes because nobody watched them when they hit. So you have to, if you love a show, you got to maintain it. Even just do like I say for when Holzer Files was on and the new show is going to come on. If you can't watch it live or you recorded it and you know you're not going to get to it in that three days, turn it on in the background while you're doing dishes or something and then go back to it and watch it later. But at least let it count, you know, because you're going to watch it anyway. Let it count for the ratings. And then, you know, go back to it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it sucks the algorithms that TV uses and, and radio nowadays to, to kind of uh, predicate how we're going to watch and listen to things. But uh, these long breakout seasons, this is the final season of, of The Walking Dead. And mm. it's been, they released the first, like, seven episodes. Then they took a break, which was almost, what, uh, stopped in November. So November, December, January, February. So we're four months between episodes. 
and then they're going to yep. do like the next six, seven episodes and then take another four month break and then do the last piece of the of the season, which will probably end in around October. So, you know, you got to you got to really want and commit to these shows to uh, to follow through on them. Uh, and it sucks when they're doing these mid-season breaks on a 13 episode series. Have you had a chance to watch uh, Reacher? No, I just started seeing the advertisements for it, and I like I like the Reacher movies with uh, Tom Cruise, and mm-hmm. I like the guy that's playing Reacher now. He was in uh, uh, Teen Titans or the Titans TV series, and he's he's great. I I'm interested to see what it looks like. Have you watched it yet? No, uh, we've seen the first episode. Really, really liked it. Cool. Uh, I am I'm not a binge watcher, so I guess that's good for the shows that I watch because I just <laughs> I can only watch a couple of TV shows a day because I'm on the air for you know with this show and the right. other show for six and a half hours and I do you know sales and prep and do all that stuff so I have time for usually an hour and a half of television every night before I go to bed but uh, we watch Cobra Kai we watch Reacher but yeah, there's a Cobra new series Kai is on awesome I loved Cobra Kai I love it I absolutely love yep. it and then there's a an epic series called uh, Chapel Chapel White, and it's mm-hmm. um, it's Adrian Brody. I will watch anything that Adrian Brody is in. Man, he is terrific, and it's loosely based on a. And I, I hate to even say it's based on a Stephen King thing because it's nothing like a Stephen King show, um, but it's loosely based on that. And Adrian Brody is just so damn good, and it. it's unbelievable. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I haven't heard of that, but I you know I held off on watching. Cobra Kai because I did love the original three trilogy of of the yeah. Karate Kid yep. movies. That was I was that age. I was in, it was in that wheelhouse, and so I finally sat down and started watching it with our son Max. And uh, Max, who doesn't want to really engage in anything physical, now he wants to join karate. So we signed him up for karate. So I love it. I love that that got him inspired, and I love the the kitsch value the fun of revisiting these characters and my God, whatever the two William Zabka and uh, Ralph Macchio are eating and drinking, we should all be doing because those two look phenomenal. They, they, they look like they do. aged about 12 years from the last time. We <laughs> it's saw true. And, uh, and Martin, Martin Cove showed up. That was good. And he looks great. The guy's like 77 years old yeah, and he, he is, still looks terrific. like he could kick the shit out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. Wendy wants to hey. know if you know how ratings are, um, how streaming is uh, factored into ratings. No, the, the that's what's weird. These networks are very protective of what the streaming numbers yeah. are. Oh. They don't tell you diddly. Um, you know, so like when Holzer Files moved over, we had no clue how we're doing. Yep. But we didn't get picked up for another season, so that might tell you something. Um but yeah, there's it, it's it's a real shame, and there are some um, websites out there that will reportedly give you an idea of how many eyeballs are on a show at any time. But they're not exactly perfect either. Uh, they're kind of like the old rating system for radio, um, yep. you know, yeah. the journals. So it, it didn't really give you the the full insight to what was being listened to or watched, and I think that's what's going on with the uh, the uh, streaming services. Yeah, I, I will tell you, anything based on numbers right now, I wouldn't believe any of it. No. The ratings are just not accurate anymore. They're, uh, just the fact that they don't count it. Look, if I watched it, why doesn't it count? I don't care if I watch it six months from now. Why doesn't that count? That's ridiculous. Well, because y- you understand with advertisers. If advertisers bought advertising yeah. in that episode, yeah. right, or or whatever, 
yeah. it doesn't do them any good if you watch and see the commercials six months from now. But a lot of us buy the services like Hulu without ads, Netflix without ads, all these things without ads. Right. So we're not getting it. Um, but you're right. You would think that that matters. But they also want something that's going to burn and, and cause a lot of sizzle like uh, Stranger Things. Right. Everybody's talking about Stranger Things. Everybody talked about The Sopranos. Everybody talked about Dexter. You had right. to watch it. You had to must see TV, which we don't really have anymore. So that's true. That's true. They, they want, you know, there's very few that come out like that. Let's, you know, Better Call Saul, um, you know, uh, the Stranger Things series, some of the Star Wars series. People go and watch them right away and there's excitement and that's what they want to see. Yeah, The Mandalorian is mm-hmm. really the only must see show I can think of right now. Yeah. And well, that people uh, I know Book of Boba Fett it, I thought was but, OK. Yeah. People liked Boba Fett, but not nearly as much. Yeah. People really liked The Mandalorian. Well, you know, Boba Fett, uh, out of the eight episodes I think they had in their first season, two of them, he's barely in, and it's the Mandalorian story. So yeah. it's so bizarre. Um, but it's it's cool to see this. And now I just I, I read this somewhere. Ewan McGregor's got a new Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming out yep. that takes place between the first serial and the, the famous serial that we all watched in the 70s. And... He's now, though, the age that Alec Guinness was when he first stepped into the oh, role of Obi Wan. So it's right before and episode four, then, basically. Right. And he still looks fantastic. <laughs> he does. You know, Alec Guinness looked like a weathered old man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And Ewan McGregor looks fantastic. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't, there's got to be some traumatic thing that happens in those, you know, 10 years or, or 15 years between the end of. Uh, Rise of the Sith and A New Hope because he's got to age like crazy in that series to kind of catch up and look like uh, like uh, Sir Alec Guinness did in the uh, first well, he movie. Lived on a desert planet for twenty years, so that'll do it. Yeah, that should that'll mm-hmm. that's that'll wear a twenty man years out. of two suns and uh, nothing but dryness. That'll take your. Skin. I know. I spent four days in Las Vegas yeah. a couple of years ago when it was one hundred and twenty, and I thought I aged ten years. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I don't know how I you do Florida. Know. That that musk and that that just that swarmy feeling in the air. Oh God, I can't do it. That, After three days, I want to go home. Well, it depends. I mean, the humidity—it's really nice yeah. when it's like uh, sixty and humid. Mm-hmm. That's when it's perfect because your skin right. your skin feels nice, but there's not so much of the heat. The summer I could never do. No, the, no, the, God, the no. soup air. No, thank yeah. you. Well, that's gonna. Speaking of, that's gonna do it. That's gonna do it. What do you think of that action? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Hey, can I mention? Uh, I've got a new podcast. It's called the Paranormal Sixty. It comes out every Monday night on my YouTube channel. You can check it out, the Paranormal Sixty YouTube channel. Um, and uh, every every Monday I come out with a new one-hour special, and we've got great guests and things going on. We're working on finding a new audio home for the uh, podcast, so that should be available probably by Mar- March 1st through all audio podcast forms, but the video podcasts are up on YouTube right now, and I hope people will check it out. All righty. We will talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.